Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacitas, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself. And I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Well, let's go. What is up, y'all? Welcome to this episode of the Dreamers and Action Takers podcast. I am so dang excited for y'all to meet Madison Martinez. This girl has a freaking incredible story about how she has basically started her entire life over from a circumstance that like you wouldn't wish on anybody, but she's handled it with such grace and beauty and has come out of it 10 times better than she was before. And like y'all, her story inspires me. It fires me up. And yeah, so I'm so excited to welcome Madison. Hi, Mary. Thank you for that introduction. As always, I am so excited to be talking with you. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to share like a little bit of the backstory of like how we met because Madison and I have known each other for like six-ish years. I don't know, Mm -hmm. five-ish, something like that. Approximately. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we actually met in college. So we went to a tiny little school in Texas, good old UMHB. And we got to meet through a mutual friend and Madison and I became friends. Like, I don't even know, like through like personal development, I feel like is like how we like legit became friends. Just cool. Yeah, definitely. When you took me to your coach's conference, I think that really was like the catalyst for starting like our friendship. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Madison came with me to like first steps to success, which is like the conference that like started a lot of personal development for me, which was super cool. So yeah, so we did that. And then Madison graduated in May of 2019 from UMHB and Madison had a whole life planned out for herself. It was amazing. She was engaged. She had her dream job or she had a job that was getting her closer to her dream job. And in 2020, that all changed. So Madison, do you want to, cause I really want to share about like what happened, what it, your life is like now, but I think that your backstory like helps to be able to set the scene for like where you are now. So do you want to share a little bit about what happened in that process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, in 2019, I'm a type a kind of person. And so I definitely had a plan for my life. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And so I left college and I moved to a small little town. Um, and I got engaged pretty soon after that. Um, I had talked to you about working in the medical field, about a job that I was so excited about. I had a beautiful apartment and everything just like seemed to be going, you know, as planned. But yeah, in 2020, for all of us, you know, with the pandemic, like a lot of things changed. And it seems like overnight, unfortunately, I broke off my engagement and then I immediately moved out of that apartment. And I also resigned from my job all within 24 hours. (laughs) 
<laughs> so my life took a completely left turn in 2020, but for the better. Absolutely. Okay. So you like moved out, you broke off your engagement, which is like, obviously like heartbreaking. Like that's a huge thing. You quit your job and you ended up like moving back home to Houston. What was that process like of those months afterwards of like processing and rebuilding and like changing what you basically like thought that your life was going to be like? Right. So yeah, breaking off an engagement is a very painful thing to, to do. And so doing that and then also feeling like I was losing my community, some friends, some family, my home, definitely just turned my life upside down and shows you how quickly things can, can change in our life. Um, and so I moved home um, with my parents to Houston where I'm originally from. And I kind of just worked through all the grief and all the loss. I mean, that's just like a ton of loss and a ton of grief. And it was an extremely painful thing to do. Um, Yeah. So one of the things that you like looked at doing is like you invested heavily in like personal development. So like in this like season, not only was it like, I think you, did you go through grief recovery as well? So I'll kind of share like when I, and I think, you know, a little bit um, about this too, because you were with me through my whole journey. Uh, But after college, you know, when it seemed like my life was so quote unquote, like together. And I think like a lot of us, when we see these pictures, like on Instagram, I think that people have it all. I was definitely one of those people. And I feel like my life really depicted, like, you know, it was really good. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. My life in pictures looked really awesome. But the truth behind that was that I was on antidepressants and like really struggling, you know, to get up. So you just never know, you know, from social media, like what people are going through. And so I did come home and I didn't do grief recovery, like directly, but I did seek professional help to get off medication and then just also to work through all those things with a professional. So I really took the time to do that solely without working for about three months. That's huge. And the fact that you like call out and you talk about the fact that life on Instagram can seem so much different than like what life real life is. And I think that so many times we look at people's highlight reel on Instagram and it's like, oh my gosh, like their life is perfect. Like this is amazing, which like there are aspects that are, but yet we compare like a hundred percent of our life to like 10%, not maybe like 1% of somebody else's. Yeah. I like to say now that, you know, the pictures that are posted are only a moment, Hmm. you know, in fact, that that moment could have been really good and really great you know, but you have no idea what happened the next moment or the moment before that. Um, so it's really just a moment and something in my personal development journey and my healing that I really focus on now is making sure that my life feels better than it looks. Wait, I haven't heard you say this. I love that. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm very cautious of that now, making sure, you know, that what I'm doing day to day feels better than what I'm putting out there because ultimately, you know, I live with myself and 
that I'm the only person like I need to prove my life to. Yeah. Girl, that is good. You don't have to prove your life to anybody else. That's huge. Yeah. And it feels super good. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. So as you were like, you know, working through and like, even still now, like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, you went through like a year or anything else. And it's like, Oh, like all of a sudden, like there's no other growth. Like you're still growing. You're still like learning and all of the above. What are some of the things besides like seeking professional help? What are some of the other things that you've done in these past, like two years to be able to get the help and get or a year and a half, two years, anyways, to get the help that what's been most helpful for you? Yeah. So definitely I like to say healing is a journey, you know, just because like two years later, my life looks really different. Like, like you said, like, it's not just like, Oh, that happened, you know, and whatever. (laughs) So along with professional help, one of the really cool things that I got to do is I just really got to consciously create my life, like from scratch. Like I got to make a whole new friend group in Houston. I got to have my own apartment, um, get to reconnect with like my family members. Um, I read often. I'll be doing my first half marathon in June. And so I really just got to decide my plate was absolutely clean. And I just, you know, asked myself, like, what do I want? And then I just got to creating. And I think the support that I created for myself was probably one of the biggest things that um, continues to help me on my journey. I love that. So what does some of that support look like for you? I think my biggest support is like you guys, like my friends. (laughs) Um, Just knowing that most of my friends, we have such good friendships and y'all been with this journey for me so long. Like, that definitely means a lot. I'm also involved in a Bible study here in Houston. So that's a great support. I, being closer to my family has really helped me a lot. Those are some, some things that really help. I want to talk about this too, because I think that this is so freaking cool. You got your dream job this past year. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> something, something that was really cool is when I was younger, I was super ill. And so I was hospitalized at Texas Children's for a while. And that is a whole nother journey that I got to experience. And so, you know, through this really painful event, I was able to rebuild my life and not knowing what God was going to do, but led me to something that like I've really always dreamed was, which was giving back uh, to the hospital that uh, gave me so much care. So that was something I had did not expect at all, but God just like kind of placed it in my hands. I got to do it. And that's been a lifelong dream of mine to go back and serve uh, the hospital. That really just means so much to me. Amazing. And you ended up in the, like working with the doctor who like worked on you as a kid, right? Yeah. So um, I was working one day and I saw his name on the board and he did my surgery 20, 20 years ago and I couldn't forget his name if I wanted to. And so I went and I found him and he remembered me and it was just super cool to thank him, you know, 20 years later and that I was working alongside him. 
at the same facility. And so that's just like one of the blessings that happens, you know, when we go through a lot of pain and we're not really sure what God's going to do with it. That was something that I was really grateful for to be back in Houston and to be able to do that for sure. It's so cool. And it's so cool too, because it's like, you've had so many changes and so many updates over the past, like even just two years, which we all have, but it's like so cool being able to like look back on it and like, see like what's happened, where you've been, like what the Lord has done in your life, like all of it, because it's incredible. Yeah. There was something, so I was running today and I knew I was going to be doing this podcast with you. And I was like, just kind of thinking about the last two years of my life and like what God has done in it and what does that really mean and all of these things. And one of my favorite verses that was actually in the Bible that y'all sent me is in second Corinthians and says that we are hard pressed, but not crushed, perplexed, Mm -hmm. but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And a little bit of analogy that I feel like fits my life, but also is just like hopeful for people who don't know why they're in a situation or maybe find themselves starting over again. Mm -hmm. In our undergrad, I'm not sure if you know this, but I took a pottery class (laughs) and that was not by choice. It was not because I liked it or I was, it, it was because I needed to fill my schedule. And Being at a Christian university, we talked a lot about how we are the clay and God is the potter. And so when you mold clay, it's wet and it's really weak and it's hard. You can hard press it on every side. You know, you make it into a plate or a cup or whatever you wish. But before you fire it, you have to let it sit out because it's weak. And so you let it sit out for a couple of days or even a week until it gets hard. And then when it's hard enough, you put it in the fire. And so when you put it in the kiln, it's about 600 to 900 degrees. And there's actually like a lot of chemistry that happens in a kiln. And so water is taken out of the clay and then the clay changes structure from the heat and then you take it out and it's like this, you know, new, beautiful piece. And so I was just thinking a lot about if we're the clay and God's the potter, you know, sometimes we're in this season and we're just like, why am I here? <laughs> why is this happening to me? Um, this feels really hard. And I, in my life, I could relate that I was in this season for so long that I just felt really weak. I felt really weak. And in those times, though, God was making me stronger. And I can turn back and look at exact moments where God was just really building me up. And then when you're strong enough, he'll kind of throw you in the fire. (laughs) (laughs) When you're ready, he puts you in the fire. And because you had to wait in that season for a little bit, you won't break. You won't break in the fire. And in my life, some physical things came out of it, just like the water comes out of clay. Like I lost my job, you know, I lost, I broke off an engagement. Um, I lost my home you know, but also emotional things leave us that no longer serve us. And it has to leave you and you have to let it go. But in that fire, you're changing structure, you're becoming new. And then you come out and you come out so much better. And it just doesn't always look like that. 
but I know for certain that we always come out better. Yeah. I love that. I didn't know the aspect of the water in the like pottery. Yeah, I didn't either (laughs) until I took that class. And it really, there is a lot of chemistry in that and it comes out and it really changes structure. And it's really specific because if you don't have it hard and stuff, it will break, you know, it will fire. And so there's like a really strict process to it relating to us. I think that's so fitting, you know, and sometimes we find ourselves in seasons, but I just knew that if I wasn't left in that season for a little bit, you know, when the moment when I needed to make a really big life-changing decision, like I wouldn't have been strong enough. Like I wouldn't have had the clarity that I had or the peace that I had to do that. That's incredible. And also too, I think it's amazing because this will probably be another podcast episode if you like want to share about it, but like the health, like the health things that you went through as a kid, like even that like prepared you for this because of everything that went into it. And so it's like your whole life is like constantly building on each other and you're going to new levels, you're doing new things. And the next thing that you do, it's going to build on this, but you're going to be able to go into hotter fire. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That is definitely a whole nother podcast. Um, (laughs) But yeah, God just always kind of prepares each season, like you said, for a hotter fire and we're just getting stronger. And you come out more equipped, better faith, stronger, more able, just like with all these things so that you can better handle the next fire because inevitably, you know, there'll be another. There will always be another one. (laughs) Yes, always. I love that analogy. I heard this last night as well. And I think it like goes so in line with the aspect of like the pottery and the clay Because it's like, you've probably like heard the verse of like iron sharpens iron. Right. And so it's like being forged by the fire. And you know that when iron is like forged, when iron is created, like into the sword, like it has to go into heat. But the part that I didn't know is that when iron sharpens iron, pieces of the iron come off. And so it's literally like, there are pieces that are being broken away. And so it's like, I feel like in every season when you are willing because it like, you have to be willing in order to grow. And that's one thing that you were, you were like, I'm not going to stay here. I am not going to stay in this place. I am willing to have things being broken off and to like, get rid of the things that don't serve me anymore so that I can live in what does. So that's like such a huge testimony. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think now you know, I'm able to talk about these things and just be really grateful for my experience, but um, definitely don't want to come off that, you know, it was a super easy, you know, two years or anything like that. It's a, it's a lot of loss, really painful. But like you said, like, I just, I choose to look at it as something that made me who I am and someone I'm really proud to be. And you cannot love yourself fully and hate your experiences at the same time. So I... So thankful for that experience and yeah you just choose every day if you want that to make you better or make you bitter okay you said something that was such a mic drop moment that you just like brushed by of like oh what did you even say I don't know I have to go back but it was something like you can't love yourself but hate the experiences yeah you can't fully 
love who you are, but hate your experiences, you know, because they make us who we are, mm-hmm. even the bad ones. So I'm an advocate for self-love and I cannot fully say I love myself, but then hate the things, you know, that I've experienced that make me who I am. Wow. Um, so I choose, I choose not to, and I'm super grateful for that. It's taught me a lot. And I think, like I just said, it just makes me more equipped, you know, and it makes me, I'm going to be a great wife one day because of this experience. You know, I'm a better friend because of it. The point is, is that we just, we get to choose the meaning that these events have in our life. And I think that's so important for everybody to know. That's Yes. Yes. I love that. You do get to choose the meaning that they have. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is like, not, I mean, you just dropped one, but like if you were to give somebody like a piece of wisdom or like something to carry on with them after listening to this podcast, like what, what's the advice or piece of wisdom that you would give? Hmm. That's a hard one. I think I've just learned so much in the past two years, but just know that, you know, you're, you're empowered, you're empowered mm-hmm. for life and that you get to choose how things play out um, to not be a victim of your circumstances or your environment and to have your thoughts be bigger than your emotions. You know, we're always going to feel fear, but doesn't mean we have to be fear fearful you know yeah and just believe in yourself know that you're worthy and trust your gut (laughs) and make sure that every day you wake up to a life that you love and if it's anything less than that then you better get to work (laughs) (laughs) get to work start making these changes baby I love this also, Madison, I, we didn't plan this, but we both have tattoos. Mine says on our wrists. Is yours on your right or your left? On my left. Okay. Both have tattoos on our left wrists and mine says bold and hers says fearless. And so when she talked about like, Hey, you're going to like, yeah, fear's there. Like it can be scary. Madison's working on some things that I'm not going to share right now, but they're really cool. <laughs> and I'm so excited for them. And it's like, yeah, there's fear. I think that every single person listening to this knows that there's fear that can come up, but it's like, okay, what voice are you going to listen to the most? Is it the voice of fear or is it the voice that says like, let's do it. You can absolutely do this. This is amazing. Yeah. I think that goes back to like the, the meaning, you know, we attach not only to experiences, but to emotions. Um, I experience fear. Of course I do. and sadness and all the emotions, but I get to decide uh, what that means in my life. And just because I experience fear, you know, here and there doesn't mean that I would say, oh, like I'm a really fearful person or I'm scared to take that risk. You know, I can feel fear and do it anyway. And that's why I literally tattooed on myself (laughs) this (laughs) because I used to feel fear a lot and I just needed a reminder that I can feel it, but I'm still fearless, you know? That's good. I love it. 
Madison, what is the best way for people to find you to get to see some of the moments of your life on social media? The best way to find me is probably on Instagram hash or like what's my at thing is that's why you mad <laughs> um the pictures of my life perfect we will put the link to her instagram in the comments but madison you're incredible i absolutely love getting to do life with you your story is a powerful one that like shows yeah there's some things that like suck but also like, that's not where you get to stay and that's not where you have stayed. And every single time I hear it, or we get to talk about it, we think about it, like it inspires me so greatly. And I'm so blessed to be friends with you. I'm so grateful to be able to hear about all the things that you're doing from your half marathon to getting new jobs, to moving to all of the above. So I'm grateful for you. And thank you for joining, sharing some of your journey today. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Mary. It's always one of the best times talking to you. And I'm just so grateful that you had asked me to be on. Absolutely. All right, y'all. We'll definitely give Madison a follow. Thank you for listening. You are incredible. And we will catch you next time.